Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to the CBS Evening News ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. Tonight, President Biden gives businesses a deadline. The new vaccination rule for large companies and how it could impact more than 80 million Americans in the private sector. The new rule tonight for companies with 100 or more employees. As Los Angeles County's vaccine mandate goes into effect for bars, nightclubs, and concert venues. Guys, how are you? Just need proof of vaccination. The Ahmad Arbery murder trial. The three men accused of killing the 25-year-old who was out for a job. What Arbery's mother is saying tonight about the nearly all-white jury. Cancer vaccine. Tonight, the promising news about the success of a vaccine that prevents one of the most common cancers in women. The new details. The American dream. After enduring tragedy in Afghanistan, how four siblings are now rebuilding their lives in the United States. Eye on America. Climate change is eroding Native American land in the Pacific Northwest, forcing one tribe to move its entire village to higher ground. Deadly film shooting. What Dwayne The Rock Johnson is doing to prevent a tragedy like the one on Alec Baldwin's movie set. And proving age is just a number. A 70-year-old mother bonds with her son by boldly climbing to dangerous heights. This is the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell, reporting from the nation's capital. Good evening and thank you so much for joining us. We want to begin with that new federal rule for all Americans who work for companies with 100 or more employees. It says get vaccinated against COVID by January 4th. That's two months from today or face weekly COVID testing. It was an idea from President Biden first raised in September, and today OSHA at the Labor Department made it official. Well, tonight there are Republican governors in a number of states saying they will file lawsuits against the requirement, arguing it is federal overreach. And the National Retail Federation is calling the requirement burdensome on retailers during the crucial holiday season. 
One thing is clear tonight, the pandemic is far from over. Cases are rising or holding steady in at least 34 states. An average of more than 40,000 Americans are being treated for COVID in hospitals each day. CBS's Carter Evans is going to lead off our coverage in Los Angeles as a new vaccination mandate is in effect tonight. Good evening, Carter. Right, that one mandate went into effect here today, but tonight we're just learning that Florida Governor Ron DeSantis says that White House plan to require workers to get vaccinated or test once a week, well, he says that's unconstitutional and he's suing. Tonight, tough new vaccine measures that are expected to impact 84 million workers. The Labor Department is now requiring employers with 100 or more employees to get their workers fully vaccinated or test them for COVID at least once a week. Unvaccinated workers must also wear a face mask in the workplace. Employers who fail to comply by January 4th could be fined nearly $14,000 per violation. Thank you for joining us today. But at a committee hearing in Washington today, some senators blasted the idea of more rules to fight COVID. Back away from mandates. Educate, encourage, inform. Don't be divisive. In San Francisco, officials are moving forward with plans to extend the city's indoor proof of vaccination requirements to children 5 to 11 years old. That age group became eligible for Pfizer's kid size vaccine this week. San Francisco already has a mandate in place requiring everyone 12 and up to prove their vaccination status before entering places like restaurants, gyms, and sporting events. Guys, how are you? Just need proof of vaccination, please. A similar mandate began today in Los Angeles County. Customers at indoor bars, lounges, and nightclubs now have to show proof of vaccination or remain outside. Alex Manos is co-founder of Rocco's Tavern in West Hollywood. It's difficult to tell somebody because of your medical choice, you cannot come in here and eat pizza or eat some wings or have a beer or watch a game. So you have to become enforcers? At this point, yes. Whether you like it or not? Yes. As a business owner, turning customers away is not what we want to do ever. Well, starting next week, almost all Los Angeles businesses will require, be required to check for vaccination status, and there will likely be pushback. This is a fast food chain here on the West Coast, in and out. In some of their locations in Northern California, well, they refuse to check vaccine cards, opting instead to close their dining room for everyone. Nora? Carter Evans, thank you. Well, tonight, there are accusations of discrimination as the racially charged Ahmaud Arbery murder trial gets underway with 11 white jurors and just one black juror. CBS's Omar Villafranca is at the courthouse in Brunswick, Georgia. No justice! The nearly all-white jury will hear opening statements in the trial of the three men accused of murdering 25-year-old Ahmaud Arbery. Arbery's mother, Wanda Cooper-Jones, says prosecutors told her their case is strong. They have lots and lots of evidence. Um, They're really not satisfied with the jury that has been selected, but they're sure that the evidence will prevail. Defense attorneys struck 11 of the 12 black jurors from the final pool, which even raised eyebrows with the presiding judge, Timothy Walmsley. Uh, This court has found that there appears to be uh, intentional uh, discrimination in the panel. But the judge said he'll allow the current jury to proceed because, by state law, there were other valid reasons for why the jurors were dismissed. Lee Merritt is an attorney for the Arbery family. There was uh, a thumb put on the scales of justice by the defense to get a jury they thought 
would be more favorable for their clients. That's normal, but to use racial um, um, discrimination to do so, is, it, it, it shouldn't be allowed. Investigators say Arbery was out jogging in February of last year when he was chased down, shot, and killed. The men said they thought Arbery was a burglary suspect and shot him in self-defense. Police arrested the shooter, Travis McMichael, his father, Gregory McMichael, and their neighbor, William Roddy Bryan, the man who recorded the video. I'm hoping that even though we have 11 whites and one black, that they will be able to review all evidence and come out with a guilty verdict. This trial is expected to last several weeks. The McMichaels and Roddy Bryan are also facing federal hate crime charges in a case that will head to court early next year. Nora? Oh, Marvia Franca, thank you. Well, tonight there's promising news about a vaccine aimed at preventing cervical cancer, which kills more than 4,000 women in the U.S. every year. Researchers in Britain say the rate of cervical cancer in women who were vaccinated between the ages of 12 and 13 was 87 percent lower than it was among women who were not vaccinated. Let's bring in CBS News chief medical correspondent, Dr. John LaPook. And John, HPV, I mean, it is the most commonly sexually transmitted infection. So how important is it to get this vaccine? It's very important. And as you point out, Nora, it's extremely prevalent type of infection. Fortunately, about 90 percent of the time, the infection resolves on its own. But in that other 10 percent, the virus can stay inside you and end up causing cancer. So the hypothesis was, well, if you can prevent that virus in the first place, you could prevent cervical cancer from developing. And in fact, they're showing today, in fact, it does. Wow. A, a vaccine that prevents cancer. It's just terrific. And of course, the HPV vaccine recommended for children at ages 11 or 12, even as young as nine. What's the idea behind giving it so early? Well, there are two reasons. Um, one thing is that it's not a treatment. It's a prevention. So you have to give it before somebody is sexually active. And also, it turns out that this vaccine works better. It elicits a stronger immune response when it's given at a younger age. And it's not just for girls, Nora. It's for boys, too. Boys can not only get infected and spread it to girls, but they themselves can develop cancer of the tongue, of the tonsils, and of the genital region. So imagine that we have all these vaccines that can prevent these deadly childhood illnesses, and now we have a vaccine that can prevent cancer. Researchers calling this historic. Dr. John LaPook, thank you. And it's still autumn, but for 30 million people from Oklahoma to Washington, D.C., it feels more like winter. Tonight, frost alerts are posted for many places. That'll mean the end of the growing season. Temperatures are running 10 to 15 degrees below normal for this time of year. Warmer weather is expected this weekend. All right, tonight, nearly 10 months into Joe Biden's presidency, his Build Back Better plan unveiled before his inauguration appears to be headed for a vote in the House. Let's get the latest now from CBS's Chris Van Cleve on Capitol Hill. All right, Chris, there's been some movement. Nora, there is new momentum towards passing President Biden's $1.75 trillion social spending plan, and that vote could come as soon as tonight if Democrats are able to line up enough votes to pass it. Now, Tuesday was really a wake-up call for the party. The loss in Virginia, the narrow victory in New Jersey, has galvanized Democrats that they need to do something ahead of next year's midterms. Taking a look at what's currently inside the House bill. Hundreds of billions of dollars to address climate change, an extension of the child tax credit, universal pre-K, and prescription drug pricing reform. Not in this bill. 
tuition-free community college, clean energy standards, as well as expanding Medicare to cover dental and vision. Immigration reform remains kind of a question mark. Negotiations are ongoing. Speaker Pelosi added back family leave. That's something that West Virginia Senator Joe Manchin opposes, so it's becoming very clear whenever it is the Senate gets this bill, they're going to change it. Nora? Chris Van Cleve, thank you so much. Well, a Texas real estate agent who took a private plane to the January 6th riot and bragged that she wouldn't go to jail for storming the Capitol because, in her words, she's white, blonde, and has a good job. Well, she was sentenced to two months in jail today. Jennifer Ryan was also hit with $1,500 in fines. After the deadly riot, Ryan posted that it was one of the best days of her life. In court today, she apologized, saying this is not anything that remotely resembles who I am. So far, approximately 650 people have been charged for involvement in the riot. Okay, tonight, a warning from the FAA. Get unruly on a plane and you could face not just a fine, but criminal prosecution. That's right. 37 cases were submitted to the FBI for criminal review. That's out of more than 5,000 incidents of bad behavior reported this year. Many cases involved face mask regulations. And this week, prosecutors charged a California man with punching a flight attendant in the face during an American Airlines flight just last month. Okay, we're going to turn now to the largest resettlement of refugees in this country since the fall of Saigon in 1975. Tonight, more than 50,000 refugees from Afghanistan are awaiting resettlement. 14,000, including many children, are starting new lives here in the U.S. CBS's Natalie Brand tells us one family's story. (laughs) The Ramazani siblings appear completely at ease living with their extended family in Texas. It's beautiful. A world away from the pain and trauma they left behind in Afghanistan. Hajar is the oldest of the four injured by an IED as a child. Their mother was killed during the attack on the Kabul airport in late August as they tried to flee. She says the situation was horrible and tries not to remember it. The children came to Houston in early September, the same airport where their cousin Dave Ali arrived as a refugee at age 13. At first... uh... It was not easy for us because I didn't know the culture or the language. I was just like them. Ali and his siblings now paying it forward to the next generation. You don't have children yourself. No, I don't. So suddenly you have four. Yes, I have four big ones. (laughs) The children arrive with just a few belongings. Everything in here is new. Yeah. New experiences, from makeovers and a first laptop to school, a first for Hajar, who didn't go in Afghanistan. New classes in a new language. What's your favorite? Um, I like math. Math, yeah. Nasteron is learning English and now Spanish, too. Adios, como estas? Fitting for a country that Dave Ali describes as a melting pot. I have a brother uh, that's a, a doctor, my sister is a psychiatrist, and uh, I'm going back to school to finish my accounting degree. We are doing our best to live the American dream, and I hope that the kids will do better than us. Natalie Brandt, CBS News, Houston. And there's a big headline tonight from the Global Climate Summit in Scotland. More than 40 countries are pledging to phase out the use of coal power, but the U.S. is not part of that pact. One focus of the summit has been protecting vulnerable communities from the effects of climate change. In tonight's Eye in America, CBS's Ben Tracy shows us how climate change is forcing a Native American tribe in the Pacific Northwest to move to higher ground. Oh, 
is a big part of us. We usually go sit at the point, and usually by that tree. And Elizabeth, she sings songs at the point, and it helps a lot of people. Jaden Black is a student at the Quileute Tribal School on the western edge of the Olympic Peninsula. The tree she mentioned is just barely holding on. The roots are basically exposed, and it looks like it's about to fall into the water. Yeah, that's sad. That tree's been here a long time. The Quileute's tribal village, home to about 400 people, is now threatened by the Pacific Ocean's rising waters due to climate change. Storms here are getting more severe, pushing dangerous debris into town and consuming the tribe's land. My students used to be able to stand about four feet that way. Alice Ryan is the science teacher. Are you surprised by how quickly this all seems to be happening now? It's literally taking parts of the Quileute tribe's land and washing it out to the ocean. The tribe has lost land before. It once called vast swaths of the Olympic Peninsula home until the late 1800s when the U.S. government confined it to just about one square mile right up against the Pacific, land prone to flooding and tsunamis. Students practice evacuating and fleeing to higher ground. And now with climate change arriving on the doorstep of their school, the tribe is building a new one on top of the hill, far away from those rising ocean waters. It's sad and it's going to be really different because this is where a lot of us grew up. Congress gave permission to use national parkland near the new school for a new tribal village if the Quileute have to eventually abandon dozens of homes near the coast. A fate shared by tribes from Alaska to Florida, who now find themselves forced to relocate. I'm not going to move unless Mother Nature makes me move. Anne Penn Charles has lived on the same street in the lower village her entire life. She says to honor her ancestors, she will hold out as long as she can. That's the toughest thing. You know, we don't want to give up our land. You know, we signed over so much land to stay here. And now climate change is taking some of that land away. For Ion America, Ben Tracy, La Push, Washington. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. In Kenosha, Wisconsin, a juror was removed from the murder trial of Kyle Rittenhouse today. The juror was kicked out for bias after telling a racist joke to a court deputy about the police shooting of Jacob Blake. Now, that shooting is the one that sparked the demonstration where Rittenhouse shot and killed two protesters and wounded another. The 18-year-old claims that he was acting in self-defense. All right, here's some news. Actor Dwayne Johnson, better known as The Rock, is vowing to stop using real guns on his movie sets in the wake of that deadly shooting on the set of Alec Baldwin's new movie. The Rock says his production company will only use rubber guns from now on, and they'll fix any of that stuff in post-production. All right, and in Brockton, Massachusetts, nine-year-old Jaylene Brando is being hailed as a hero. Her family was using a power generator during a blackout and was overcome by carbon monoxide fumes. Her father was unconscious, unconscious, but Jaylene used his face to unlock his phone 
using the facial recognition feature and then dialed 911 to help to get help. And then turns out everyone in her family survived. Now the story of a remarkable mother and son bond and the will to rise to great challenges and rock out at any age. Here's CBS's Lilia Luciano. Happy birthday, dear! This view from the face of Yosemite's El Capitan is one few people get to experience. For Deirdre Wallenick, it was the gift she gave herself for her birthday, her 70th birthday. It was quite the day. <laughs> Happy birthday. <laughs> Wallenick, who didn't even start climbing until she was nearly 60, recently broke the record as the oldest woman to summit El Cap. I've reinvented myself many times. How does it feel to get your hands back on, a, oh, on the wall? It. I love it. Always an intellectual, she says she's never really been athletic but she wanted to find a new way to connect with her son. My son is Alex Honnold, and that's his entire life. It's a foreign language, and I'm a foreign language teacher. Honnold is one of the world's most famous climbers, featured in the Oscar-winning documentary Free Solo. I think she's a perfect example of, of getting inspired by something, getting passionate about something, and, and discovering it in middle age. She's not the fastest, and she's not the strongest, but she is willing to stick with it for a long, long time and just keep keep grinding. Anything that you can dream of that you want to do, you can do it just one baby step at a time. Proof that your peak can be reached at any age with true grit and a firm grip. Lilia Luciano, CBS News, Sacramento, California. On tomorrow's CBS Evening News, on the road with a world champion pole vaulter who's 82 years old. You won't want to miss it. And if you can't watch us live, set your DVR so you can watch us later. That's tonight's CBS Evening News. I'm Nora O'Donnell. Good night. If you like the CBS Evening News, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at Wondery.com survey. A story of betrayal you would struggle to believe if it wasn't true. Listen to Blood is Thicker, the Hargan family killings early and ad-free on Wondery Plus.